Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olaju Anosier. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. My name is Paula. And my name is Olaju. And we are in our sixth wow sixth episode of our second season but i believe this Mm -hmm. is our third episode of our are you happy series so thanks everybody for joining us on this wonderful journey today we are joined by a person that i'm very happy to have on this podcast (laughs) um alex akade has joined us we have been friends for a really long time actually i was like thinking about that i'm like oh my word we've been friends since we were like what 13 14 um all throughout high school the ups and downs all throughout university and um yeah, Alex, he is a kind, thoughtful, just genuine human being. And we are really happy to have him on this episode today to kind of talk with us about, you know, happiness and happiness and transition and the changes of definitions. And really just for you guys to get a better um, understanding of who he is as a person. And we will definitely be getting into a lot of wonderful topics today. So I just want to say hi, Alex. Hey, Olajiro. Hey, Paula. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hello, hello. We're so glad to have you. Um, Paula, you had something that you wanted to intro this with. <laughs> um, I want to tell the, the audience, and I guess Alex too, a little story of how I learned about, about who Alex was. <laughs> okay, let's share the story. <laughs> yeah. um, so back on our second year of university, I remember, I don't even know, I think we were just kind of had gone to see who the first years were and kind of thing. And I saw this <laughs> black, handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was floor seven, floor eight, <laughs> whatever that floor, floor was. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so I came back to the apartment and I was like, Olaju, I think I found the perfect man for you. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like who 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 what and she's like he's new i've never seen him ever before he's like he's tall i was like okay get it out get it out y'all we went to a really small university so this was like this was this was momentous and then she starts describing it and i'm like oh i know him he's my friend and she's like what i thought i found somebody new <laughs> Yep. So that's how I learned who Alex was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Alex, so the people know more about who Alex is besides, you know, the person who Paula thought was the perfect prospect for a lager. <laughs> you mind telling, <laughs> telling our audience a little bit about yourself? Okay. I'll, uh, well, since I don't want to keep it too long, I'll keep it brief. Olaju and Paula have already done a great job, you know, gassing me up and saying how wonderful I am. <laughs> but if we take it down to like just uh, ground level, I'm just, uh, I'm a humble guy. I like to just mind my business. Uh, I play sports. I play chess. And uh, when you do see me, you not assume that I do all those things. So uh, I also love talking with people and that's how... Olajo and I became really close in high school because I came from Nigeria uh, in 20, 2015. So I was pretty young. I was like 
15, 16, I was like a kid and I come to this whole new school and you know, I meet this lovely young girl named Belitra and then she was so friendly and you know, it made me love Canada more so uh, yeah, so I've known Belitra since high school and then we also went to the same university which is crazy and um, yeah, so they've seen me, they, they know basically everything about me and like I said, I just I'm a humble guy. I just trade. I play basketball. I mind my business. And oh yeah, I love talking. And meeting Olaju just you know made that even more special because she's also someone who loves talking. And we just we always have the best conversations. And now she's doing this beautiful podcast, just talking with many many more people. And I'm you know just proud of her. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It it's true. We have really wonderful conversations. Um, and he is a very humble human being. So, Paula, did you want to take it away? Okay, Alex. So we have a serious question for you. All right. Let's hear the serious question. If you had a controller that had the options to rewind or fast forward, which one would you press and why? Neither. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Neither. Would... <laughs> Ooh, Alex may have, he may have broken the serious question trend. Yes. Yeah. the third option. <laughs> Neither. I would honestly just uh, keep the remote somewhere and store it and just live in the present moment. Why? Because if I was to rewind, I would not be who I am today. And if I was to fast forward, it would take away the element of surprise and just actually living in the moment and just... Because if I fast forward, I already know what's going to happen and then I can change my reality in some way. But why would I do that? You know, I'd rather just live in the present and accept what happens because... I've already lived my past and I love where I am today and I wouldn't change anything. You know, everything that happened in the past is a lesson, right? So that's it. So everything, yeah, it's a life lesson. And I'll just, I'll keep the remote away. I wouldn't fast forward or rewind. Huh. <laughs> I'm actually floored. <laughs> there you have it, folks. What you, were expecting. you can always pick. <laughs> no, not at all. You can always pick the um, the unknown third option. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right, Alex. We see you. We hear you. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Thanks for answering that question for us, yeah, Alex. Thank and you. thanks for giving us a perspective we weren't even expecting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that might be it. That'll be a, that's a good preview for the rest of this episode, friends. Um, yeah. We throughout the series have been trying to define happiness but sometimes we see how definitions can change especially with large life shifts and so uh last time when you and i talked i think that was almost about a year ago now um we were both kind of in what seemed to be you know major points of transition in our lives we were you know reevaluating where we had been where we had found ourselves and where we were trying to be and so today basically a year later we wanted to kind of take some time to talk about happiness in relation to that context. And always on this podcast, we like to talk about these kinds of topics in relation to larger social, cultural messaging that we get. So before we kind of get more into that conversation about defining shifts in these definitions, we of course have to know what the definition is that we're working with. So Alex, as we have asked others, we would love to know what is happiness? Like, are you asking me as a de general definition or what is happiness to me? What, oh, however you want to answer okay. it. Yeah. Well, personally, I feel like happiness is just uh, it's a state of being happy. I'll give you a basic definition of what happiness is. And 
you know, it's just all comes down to what makes you happy. How is your mindset, you know? Um, yeah, it's just basically being like, just being happy. It's the state of being happy. And, you know, you create your own joy and you don't let any other person, you know, create or take away your joy. You always have to have control of what makes you happy. And that's how I define my happiness. I define it. No one else defines it for me. I like that. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's something that kind of aligns with everything that we had said so far in this series, right? Like everybody has a different idea of what happiness is to them, which is why we have had <laughs> a hard time trying to define this happiness um, as, a, as a definition, I suppose, because we all have a different way of looking at it. Okay, so now that we've kind of heard what you have said, Alex, and that last line that you had said about, you know, I define happiness or nobody defines happiness for me is really, really powerful. So now kind of uh, jumping off of that, what are your thoughts on culture's definitions of happiness? Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So can you elaborate the question? When you say culture's definition of happiness, you mean how do culture define happiness or how does culture define happiness to like the individual whichever direction you want to take it because i think it actually can do both right like there are general definitions that we or general um i guess ideas and messaging that we see pushed forward in terms of what culture says this is happiness mm. achieve this and you'll be happy um don't have this and you'll be happy or if you are this way then that is happy and then also how that kind of relates to who we are as people because we kind of all internalize that messaging in different ways so yeah i would love to hear the general and then kind of if you want to bring it to yourself too okay. that also well, works just like you said when someone says do this and it'll make you happy or dress this way and you'll be happy i feel like deep down you're not going to be happy because you're living up to another person's standards correct so how i would say is um don't let culture or other people's definition of happiness you know define your happiness like i said earlier like i define my happiness so i don't care what culture or like you know what another person's idea of happiness should be that's their perspective you know we're all born uniquely we're all like my name is alex akati you're always your nosi and then that's paula Camcho. you know we're all different and there's a reason we're all unique so i can say okay olaju or paula if you dress this way you'll be happy but that's coming from my viewpoints and I've lived a whole completely different life from both of you. So I can't literally come say, all right, do this and you'll be happy. So those are, that's my thought. Like you can't just listen to another, you can take it, you know, like with a pinch of salt and just like think about it, but don't internalize it. Don't say, okay, Alex said do this and I will be happy. You know, still listen to your own voice and still be who you were created to be. You know, so that's my thought on cultural's definition of happiness. Like, don't let it be your definition of happiness. Don't let another person say, okay, do this, eat this, wear this, and you'll be happy. You know, you still need to analyze it and say, okay, what do I want to do that will make me happy? Like I said, we're all different. So, you know, shine in the light that you were created to be. You know, just be beautiful with who you are. So I'm wondering then, Alex, for you, what has been been the journey that has gotten you to be able to say that because I think you know for a lot of us we we are when we find ourselves in in like our we always ask ourselves what would I say to 
you know, past me, younger me. And so I know that when we come to these these positions, we've gone we've often gone through a a journey that has helped us. Yeah, a process, thank you, that has helped us to get there. So I'm wondering then for you, kind of how have you been able to come to being able to say this statement that you've shared with us today? So you're wondering what's in the mind of Alex Akati. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said earlier, I was born in Nigeria. So, you know, how other people view Nigeria is like it's, you know, not the best place to live. But I lived there for 14 beautiful years and I'll go back and live there again. And why? Because I saw the struggle and yet there was struggle in quotation. But people were still very happy and, you know, very giving and still still very beautiful and you know i look at my grandmother my mom and you know we were growing up in you know we didn't have 24 hours light you know sometimes you would have light you wouldn't have light and i was still happy and then you know fast forward i come to canada and i didn't let you know this new shift define my i I let it define my happiness a little bit like okay these people have phones you know they're on Snapchat, they're happy. And I was like, okay, if I get on Snapchat or if I post, you know, nice IG pictures, it will make me happy. But then two years or three years into it, I'm like, okay, I'm not truly as happy because instead of doing what I wanted to do, I'm instead I'm putting my energy towards like how people will validate me. That's mm-hmm. where I'm drawing my source of happiness from. And when I look back to Africa, I didn't have a like phone like that. I had like the, you know, the flip phones. I didn't have the iPhone. (laughs) I didn't have the iPhone or anything. So there was no Snapchat, no IG. It was just literally interacting with human beings. And, you know, we bounce our happiness off each other. You're happy. I'm happy. You know, we're all happy here. It's more of like you're bouncing it off your phone. You're like, okay, if I post this picture, people are going to like it. If I get 200 likes, I'm really happy today. If I get 50 mm-hmm. likes tomorrow, I'm sad to, you know, and then that's controlling your happiness. So um, that was, I just always went back to my roots and I'm like, okay, what made young Alex happy? You know, just Alex, when he was a kid, who just run around, maybe ride his bike, you know, just did his own thing. He didn't care about who was hitting, hitting him up on Snapchat or who was, you know, uh, liking his pictures on Instagram. So that's basically what's kept me going and just always remembering like i define my happiness so i'll do things like go to the gym you know work out or read a book or trade or you know things that may sound boring to another person's ear but it's you know it's what brings me joy which is what you know it all comes down to what brings you joy so i would say just you know i don't look for it on social media like i'm not on social media because of i saw how it took away that human interaction of just you know Hey, how are you? I'm happy to see you. You know, that's genuine, happy to see another person. Now it's just, okay, I like this person's picture. I don't really like this person, but I'm just doing it just so that they can like my picture, so that I'm happy. You know, it's it's uh, it's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a genuine transaction. You know, it's more of like, if I like a picture, you better like my picture back. If not, I might not follow you. And you know, it's clouding the actual genuine happiness which should just come from you know hey what's up good to see you you know just that happiness and joy so yeah that's that's what's in my mind just always go back to the roots and remember what made you happy as a kid you know what really truly brought you joy and happiness 
and you go forward with that. Wow. Thank kind you, of... Alex, because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Paula. I, okay. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, like, it kind of goes to show, right? Like, just in a way, you kind of experience both sides of the coin, per se. Because you, you, mm-hmm. you experience what happiness was back home. And then you experience what mm-hmm. happiness felt like here. And so because of those two experiences, then you're like, you you kind of get like both sides of the spectrum. And so you, you can you can figure out what, what best fits what you want to define your own happiness as, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's just so cool and, and, and something very unique. Mm-hmm. And for people who were born here as well, you don't have to be born in Nigeria or, you know, somewhere else to have both sides. Mm-hmm. You can just remember, okay, let's say I was born in Canada and I genuinely, like, my parents are African, but let's say, yeah, you were born in Canada and you weren't, social media didn't come until, like, what year? When did yeah. social media come? Like, uh, I want to say, like, 2012, mm-hmm. like, for yeah. Instagram started to get really, really popular only a couple years ago, like, 20. 20- 15 2014 was when instagram started and then before that it was facebook which was Mm -hmm. like 2011 i think at least for me in my life it was like around 2010 20 2009 Mm -hmm. was when facebook was starting to be important to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you can kind of like use that as a base like go back to what your life was like before facebook and ig came over and you know took over just remember what was i doing that really made me happy because I wasn't born with a cell phone in my hand, right? Mm. I was obviously, <laughs> I was them. obviously doing other things. <laughs> I was obviously doing other things before that new thing came into my life. So, you know, how was my life like then, and what brought me joy? Even just, you know, your mom yelling, "Hey, Alex, food is ready." <laughs> I was so much. I was, I was, I was so happy, you know. <laughs> so it's the little things, and people take for granted the little things that bring them joy and happiness, and they you know, search for, you know, so much more in locations that you shouldn't even go looking for happiness. Just search within and you find it. There's a couple things that you said that I wanted to highlight. And a couple, the first one was the idea of the transaction. Um, Almost the, the, first of all, the relational transaction and how it can sort of be skewed when we kind of put it on to these social media platforms. And I find it so interesting that, you know, in these conversations, it's hard to talk about happiness without going to the social media side mm-hmm. of things. I know in our first episode, Paul and I were kind of hinted at, you know, the hashtag blessed kind of idea. And we actually went on Instagram and typed in hashtag blessed to see what came up. And, you know, you see the cars and the money and the the mm-hmm. trips and the cute little balloons and all of that stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just find it so interesting that we we can't help ourselves, but look to that as the easiest way to figure out what does culture say about happiness. Mm-hmm. And your point about it not necessarily being genuine, you know, the question of how are you today feeling a little bit removed from the genuine human being kind of face to face, me and you um, having that conversation is a really important thing to think about because there it's it's really affecting the way that we are able to define happiness and it's affecting the way that we are able to think about happiness in relation to ourselves in relation to other people. So 
those were um those were some of the things that I thought was interesting. And then the second part to that transaction piece was you were saying, you know, I'm liking this photo, even though I don't really like you, but I'm liking you because I'm expecting you to mm-hmm. like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's true. You literally just named a thing that we all kind of do to a certain extent, or that can be easy to do when we're not catching ourselves and asking ourselves and being intentional about mm-hmm. what am I doing in this moment? Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought that out because it's so easy to fall into into that step um and then kind of coming around to your last point which paula sort of spoke about right now in terms of you know being (laughs) being a child and thinking what was happiness to me then and what is happiness to me now and the simplicity of of all of that and so it kind of really smoothly comes into this question that paula asked a couple episodes ago i think the we kind of talked a little bit a little bit about it in just sam's episode which is the one that came out before this one but primarily in the first episode. And so I'll hand it off to Paula to kind of ask that question. Yeah. Okay. So back on our first episode of the series, Alex, we just had a lot of questions. <laughs> More mm-hmm. than answers. <laughs> I mean, we still do. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that we kind of asked back then was like, so as adults, have we overcomplicated the concept of happiness? Or as kids, was the concept of happiness oversimplified to us? And so we just kind of want to ask, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, I like that. That's a really, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, adults, we've overcomplicated. Say that word again? Overcomplicated. Overcomplicated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will say as adults, we've overcomplicated the uh, meaning of happiness. And I'll say as kids, we actually found, we didn't simplify, we just knew that genuine and true definition of happiness because we had no hate in our heart we had no reason to hate as a child unless if someone took your toy and then you're like okay i don't like this person (laughs) but (laughs) it was still like okay if i see them tomorrow i'll still might give them a hug you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. true hate it was just ah this guy took my toy or ah this guy's talking to this girl a guy i like you know just that childish you know feeling so kids were smart I would like as adults so I read somewhere where you know um, don't be childish but have a childlike mind Mm. which means you know when we're kids we're always so creative and imaginative and Mm -hmm. reason is because our mind is so fast so which means we're so intelligent as kids so which means we wouldn't have simplified something as like something that uh, genuine as happiness so like I said when our parents would say oh Hey honey, food's ready. You're just genuinely happy. Now we've overcomplicated it. Like, you know, there's a lot of distractions blocking that mm. flow of, you know, that happiness flow. Like this like imagine like happiness is a flow of water. And it's going from me to the world. And then like a phone became like a let's say a dam or something that blocks that flow of genuine happiness. And that's where we are as adults because as kids we didn't have distractions or nothing we're just out in nature we're just running about having fun happy now as adults we're putting roadblocks and things you know blocking that flow of genuine happiness that you know energy that flow so yeah to answer your question paula i feel like as adults we've overcomplicated the definition of happiness like happiness should be one plus one which is two (laughs) 
we've made it you know into a quadratic <laughs> equation where we're trying to <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure out all the you know variables and all these things no it's simple just show love to another person and you know hopefully you get the love back and or show happiness and you get happiness back it's just that simple and even if you don't don't take it personal maybe that person is not having a good day you know just mm. keep being happy and keep going about your business and that's what we did as kids like you'd say hi to a parent even if they're angry you're like okay cool she's not in a good mood today <laughs> i'll just <laughs> i'll keep walking that way <laughs> so <laughs> yeah kids are very smart so i would never say a, like a child is oversimplifying something that you know um genuine as happiness mm. so, yeah that's fair and i completely agree with you but at the same time as you were speaking i was wondering then because a lot of like what has helped you get where you are is the experiences right and so if we don't have the experience of like that sounds weird but like if you don't have the experience of like social media and being like this kind of toxic environment you wouldn't know mm -hmm. like you wouldn't you only yeah you wouldn't have both sides of the spectrum i suppose um so in a way we kind of need that other part right like yeah as adults we overcomplicate it but then it also helped us in a way to to develop uh, a perspective on both sides. It's like, okay, well, now I know because I experienced that we as adults have overcomplicated. But I remember as kids, I used to have happiness through the simple things. So it kind of just helps in a way, I think. I, I kind of wonder, though, if that is an adult thing. It, and, and what I mean by like, that comparison as an adult thing i mean in terms of us now reminding ourselves of what of of how to go back to be grounded in what happiness should look like because i think as kids mm. without we didn't you're right like we didn't have that comparison of oh i mean hopefully and when i'm saying kids you know really really young kids maybe not even up to the point of, of social media age because kids are getting on social media younger and younger and younger these days sure. so yeah, that's um, so <laughs> before social media you know when happiness is you know running outside and talking to the trees or whatever we didn't have that comparison piece and the pure bliss of being a child and not having to worry about those things was the happiness that we knew and in its simplicity but i think as as an adult we now need that comparison because we've gone so far we've kind of forgotten uh we've kind of forgotten what that looks like and so we need it to ground us does that kind of make sense mm. in my in my perspective makes sense. in my perspective it makes sense and another thing i feel like is wrong with adults or not wrong <laughs> but what's <laughs> because <laughs> we're all adults right but another what i <laughs> what i feel that's you know uh blocking us from achieving true happiness is the uh what's the word comparison when you're always comparing yourself with another person or another you know yeah another person that takes away your true beauty and your true happiness because you're always like ah you know Leju has a audi polish driving an i8 i'm still driving my toyota i'm miserable But you could be living, you know, your your life. You should be happy your life. You can walk, you know, you can you can talk, you can see. Those are things that you can be happy about. But because you're comparing your lifestyle with A, B, C to C's lifestyle, you're now, you know, 
uh, reducing the amount of happiness that you can acquire for yourself because you know comparison and that's where you know like you said Paula like social media is toxic yes but then go into it live in it and then come out like I would say I'll recommend like someone should take like uh, take a month off social media and see how your life is and see if you truly mm. needed social media because then that will give you the perspective you need to see both sides of the coin like you know a life where you're just living it for yourself compared to a life where you're just constantly checking up on how another person is living and then tell me which one really makes you happy and then so that's why i say adults like yeah our problem is the older we get the more we keep comparing ourselves to other people as kids you really compared yourself you keep like i said you just did anything you know, you'd wear whatever to school. You didn't care <laughs> if people were going Oh, yeah, you'd wear whatever to <laughs> school, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd wear whatever, you carry your hair, however, you know, you didn't care mm-hmm. who was going to look at you. You were just happy. You were just a child. You know, you didn't really have time to start comparing, oh, is, um, is Brittany going to wear her hair in a ponytail? Like, <laughs> sure, kids now are doing that, but back then, you rarely compared, but... That's yeah, true. it just comes down to that comparison. Like, if you stop comparing yourself with another person, you'd be truly happy. Mm, yeah, no, that's right. I think there is a song that says, uh, it's a worship song, but it's a comparison is the thief of joy. And I think it's, like, so true, right? And it's just what you just explained um, that in many ways. And, like, the thing about it is we are comparing ourselves to the person we get to see, but, like, how much of their true selves are they showing us how much of what they're truly going on they're 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 showing us because um i don't know and i guess like it's that big argument is like of like that's happiness that's money by happiness because you can see a person with a nice fancy car like you described and like well that person in a way has to have money to afford that car um Mm -hmm. and then you think oh they must be happy because like look at that car but like you don't know if their life is miserable with a fancy car and that's the that's the thing about like social media and all of these things that we see people through the filters but we don't get to see everything that is going behind scenes and so it's it's not really fair to you or to the other person to compare to to the version that you get to see when you don't even know what what really is going through or what it even took them to get there like instead of comparing yourself with other people, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That's the best comparison. That's who you mm-hmm. can actually compete with and say, I want to be better than that person because you're competing against yourself, correct? So just be like, okay, who was I yesterday? Who was Alex yesterday? Okay, how can I be better than Alex yesterday? All right, Alex did these things. Um, Alex is going to do these things today. And that's how you stay in your own, you know, in your own road you're not swerving around you know you're not hopping from car to car you're in your own car you're in your own lane and you're jamming your music you're happy you know the windows are down you're letting in fresh breeze you're just cruising but then when you start you know swerving and it ruins the the, the whole joy right the ride that's supposed to be joyful so just compare yourself to who you were yesterday and you know strive to be better today i love that you have a way alex of bringing this stuff that seems so complicated <laughs> and you know like hard and nebulous and just up there and then you just like distill it into the simplest of things. <laughs> and it's it's so refreshing because um there's a tendency i think for myself to to over 
ruminate on a thing and wonder about it and there's beauty in that but also it's important to to come back to the to the basics right to the foundations and ask what is the essence of this thing and how does it directly affect the life that I'm living today? And so I really like that idea of, you know, instead of comparing yourself to others, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and try to be yeah. better today. Oh, what a quote. What a quote. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you know, what's the other thing. Um, as we were, we, as we were sit- sitting here talking about this stuff, I can't help it but to think of like, how early in our 20s like when you first start things like university that is such a big deal like and seems such a scary thing like even then what it looks to like well, at least for me what happiness used to i think i thought happiness was for me is nothing compared mm-hmm. to what i think it is now and like even as we like the conversation flows and i just get that that perception of like like back on our when we first met back on our first second year of university like that definition we had like wasn't the same mm-hmm. that it is now right <laughs> like but like we had to had all the experience to 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 point us back to to mm-hmm. what happiness is right so let's get into that a little bit then for each of us what were how have our definitions transitioned or shifted between then and now i guess i'll go first because i posed the question <laughs> give you guys nice to think I think for me, it was so connected to my academic achievement. And I think a lot of factors played into that. I think part of it was cultural in terms of being a Nigerian first daughter, (laughs) um, (laughs) eldest grandchild, (laughs) um, and Igbo. (laughs) There's very much a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of pressure there to excel because, you know, the one thing you can carry with you is you. And, you know, you're you may not be able to always carry your money. You may not always be able to carry your house, but, you know, you can carry you can carry you. Um, And so being creative, excelling and working hard wherever you're placed was kind of just the set of values that have been instilled in me. And so I think that was beautiful. But I kind of took it to excess in terms of it being in order for me to prove that this is how I, what I value, the outward outcome has to be, I have to be on top of my grades. I have to focus on school. I have to be the best in whatever volunteer thing I have to. And so I was very much in that feedback loop of, oh, good grade equals me being happy and being able to rest. Bad grade equals me not being happy and not being able to rest. And it's a hard cycle to continue to be in And I think Mm. actually as I went through university and grew and was able to further ground my relationship um, with God, not in what I performed, not in what I did, but in the very fact that I am his child and he loves me, I was able or I guess he was able to rewire that focus of you know, happiness and reward not coming from the results of the work of my hands, but happiness and reward coming from the overflow of joy in my heart, the understanding of the identity of who I am in him. And it it took a lot of years. I mean, I think I'm still very much on that journey of constantly coming back to the source of saying, you know, my happiness is not circumstance dependent. My happiness comes from the fact that I am infinitely loved by a 
loving, kind God. And out of that infinite love, I'm able to love others. And I think once that shift was able to to occur, my definitions also excuse me, my definitions also changed. And by the time I graduated, I literally gave a speech about it being okay to flounder and not know where we were going. But as long as we were doing it faithfully, we had a God who was God enough to redirect us. We had a God who was God enough to show Mm -hmm. us all of the different creative elements of ourselves and fit those pieces together when we felt like they had nothing to do with one another. They were broken and we could never make it work in the way that we thought the world was telling us to make it work. Um, And so I think, yeah, I think for me, it kind of all just comes back to me recognizing who I am and then that now being able to push outward and color the way that I see the world. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well said, Oedro. Thanks, guys. Okay, what about you, Alex, then? No, no, Paula, you go ahead. Okay, sure, I I can. (laughs) Ladies Uh, first. (laughs) Oh, what a gentleman. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think for me, what I used to think of happiness is like, through my years of college, there were days where I felt miserable. And I was like, it's okay, like, you will get like you will get to be happy once you get there. You, you you at the end of the day you get to be happy. Uh like that's that's such an unhealthy way of living. Like that's not even living and I, I say it now. It's not even living, that's surviving. Uh and I think there is a huge difference between the two. Um so for me now as I grow older and as I've gone through things, I think my my definition of happiness or what I see happiness as like more so for my life is like no I'd still get to work towards whatever the purpose is for my life but I get to be happy throughout the days and I get to be happy throughout the journey and it's not by any means that happy like my life is just rainbows and butterflies no there are hard days and there are good days too so but it's it's that idea of like I'm not gonna just wait here and wait here until I, I get to to the destination to be happy because um uh, what if at the end i get to whatever and i'm not happy <laughs> and i didn't enjoy any anything about the journey so that's kind of what what has been for me okay beautiful yeah. Paula. thank you <laughs> well for myself uh just rephrase the i'll say the question one more time so that i can properly give an answer yeah just kind of wondering for you how has the definition of happiness transitioned or changed between you know i guess pre-uni or uni and um and now okay so pre-uni i was i was young so i had a young mind so (laughs) my definition of happy was happiness was uh how well am i dressed or how many friends am i acquiring or you know do i have a large Mm -hmm. enough social impact or just basically just I wouldn't say I was an attention seeker I loved the attention I'll be honest but at the same time that was what was you know keeping me happy and I didn't like that so as I got older and it was also affecting my school like school was still good I could have done better is what I'm saying so um, I wasn't pressurized by school itself I was more pressurized than like other people are worried about, you know, 
their essays, you know, being really good or how they did on their midterm or all of that. I was just more worried on how do other people see me. So that was what was controlling my mindset. And it's funny, uh, you both know Jay, right? You remember Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I've told you both this story, <laughs> but Jay and I had this pinnacle moment in our lives in our first year where we, I think we just came back from going out. So we went to the club. And that was another thing. People go to the club, and I tell Jay this a lot. I'm like, people go there just to run away from reality. They're not happy with reality, so they go out to just drink and whatever. So I was part of that. And why? And I can say that because I was once like that. So uh, first year, Jen and, and I had this pinnacle moment where we just sat down in the gym breezeway. And we said, bro, you know, we're in a cycle right now. We're literally just going out, spending money, and, you know, coming back. Like in a cycle, we're just going out, spending money, coming back. So, like, what is the true purpose? Like, sure, it's... We're... How do I explain this? Um, I was going out just to seek attention. There we go. We were going out just to go put ourselves out there just to get attention from people. And it got to a point where we're like, this is not true happiness. This is not moving me in the direction I want to go. So so that was young Alex. And then when we had that convo and then we just instead focused on us, like what we like instead we just like play basketball or go to the gym or, you know, actually focus on our education and you know, release the pressure, like the cultural pressure. Like Olaju said, she's the first girl. I'm the first boy. I have two younger siblings behind me. So there's a lot of pressure on how to lead and direct and it can be overwhelming. So what I did tell myself was, Alex, you only have one life, you know? We all don't like to think about it this way, but it's reality, it's factual. You know, time will come where I won't be here anymore and all this weight that I'm carrying on my shoulder will be gone with me. So why should I really let it burden my one life that I have to live, you know? Because in the end I'm gonna, you know, go be with my Lord and Savior, right? So why am I putting all this weight and blinding my vision of the true beauty that this world has to offer? So I don't let things like that burden me anymore if you know, if I get at 80 on a quiz. I'm not like, ah, oh, I'm mad, you know, I'm a failure, you know, I'm disappointed to my family. I'm like, no, okay, why did you get that 80? Okay, you didn't study as hard enough. All right, this is what you do to improve it. So you just find the solutions for the problems. Don't let the problems outweigh the solutions. You know, there's always, in this life, I've realized like there's always a solution for anything, you know, no matter how big or small, there's always a solution. And it may seem really big in the moment, but I promise you, a week, two weeks later, you probably forget about it. So that's how I've, you know, that's like the, uh, is it post pre? Pre Alex in uni and then post Alex in uni. So pre Alex wasn't thinking that way. He was more concerned about the weights on his shoulder, like how he can impress other people, how he can impress his family. And he wasn't really taking good care of his mental and uh, emotional well being. Post Alex is more concerned on like, all right, you're here for one. You know, you only have one chance in this life to be Alex Akadi, right? So you may as well just live it to your own expectations. You're like, you define your best, you know, you define what makes you happy. And, you know, you give definitions to everything that you want to achieve. And you just focus on that and, 
you know, keep it going. So that's the difference between, that's how my happiness has shifted. I'm no longer happy in how people view me. I'm more concerned on how I view myself. That's what makes me happy. So, yeah. I'm glad I asked that question because I think there's a lot of people who can latch on to different pieces of our story um, that kind of, you know, resonate with them. And so thanks everyone for being honest about that, because I think what, what we are trying to do is to de, I don't know. I feel like stigmatize is a long, is a strong word, but in a sense, de, um, yeah, destigmatize the, some of these messages that we find ourselves, you know, locked up thinking about and, and feel like, oh my word, nobody else is, is going through this or nobody else is thinking about this. And there's power in naming these things, right? There's power in naming. Actually, yeah, I was really, really concerned about my impression on other people. Yes, I was really, really concerned about, you know, getting to a particular place and only allowing myself to be happy there. Yes, I was really, really concerned about you know, how the academics or the numbers defined who I was as a person. So I just want to, you know, take the time to say thank you both to both of you for, for answering that question. And so as we kind of wrap up this uh, conversation and move towards the closing, Alex, we really like to always round up our episodes with a last minute moment, which is kind of one minute or less an opportunity for our guests to share, you know, one kind of idea or thought that they would like to leave our audience with, whether that's something we've kind of touched on already throughout our conversation today, or whether that's something uh, that comes up to your mind now. So we're going to give you the floor, Alex, and say that you can take your last minute moment and share with the audience whatever it is that you would like to leave them with today. Well, what I love to leave this beautiful audience with, and first and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, our hosts, uh, Leitra and Paula, for having me on this beautiful podcast. It's been wonderful. I'm actually sad that it's coming to an end. I'll, I could talk forever with these ladies. They're very lovely people, and yeah, I love talking with them. So one thing I want to leave with you guys is, like I already said, you have one life to live, right? So live it to your definition of what happiness is. Don't let anyone else define your happiness for you. Because in, a, in the end of the day, when you do go and you lived another person's definition of happiness, then you didn't truly live your own life. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so that's what I'll leave with you. So just live life to the fullest, enjoy life, smile, you know, Conversate with people, try not to be on your phone too much and just live in the moment. Don't rewind, don't think about the past, don't be stuck in the past, don't be scared of the future, but live in the moment and just appreciate who you are and how beautiful you are. Because, you know, you were wonderfully made in, you know, in this image and there's only one of you, so which means you're very unique and special. So just live that with, you know, close to your heart and just be proud of who you are because you're beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. <laughs> that was a wonderful yeah, thank you. last thing to leave us with. And we really appreciate you taking mm -hmm. the time today to hang out with us and to have this conversation. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, friends, that ends this episode today. We will catch you next time for our next episode. Bye. Adios, amigos.
This is Oledra Nozier. This is Bona Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www.letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host at letstalkaboutitpod.com. We're also on all social platforms, on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It Pod and on Twitter at the capital L-T-A lowercase I-T pod. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.